0: Welcome to The Trades Podcast, a podcast about the business of home improvement and promoting the trades to young adults. That's right. Happy days, everybody. This is The Trades Podcast. Uh, I am, pleasure to introduce myself, of course, Danny. Danny.
1: Danny, <laughs> well, nice to meet you, Danny. I'm Jeff Mudd here.
0: <laughs> but of course, I'm also even more excited to introduce our guest right here on the podcast today. We got John Ray. How you feeling, John?
2: Excellent, thank you. How are you guys?
0: Good, good. You know, trying to keep it high energy today. It's a beautiful day out here in San Diego, yes. and uh, right here at the BBB Podcast Studios, right here in uh, Kearny Mesa in the San Diego area. But it's all about you, your business you and your experiences and what we want to talk about here today diving into all the paint needs that you cover Um, and just obviously Jeff was mentioning earlier from your services your processes everything that you have implemented for your employees and everything that you've built up to the point of where you're at right now Um, it's uh, it's amazing so but please introduce yourself to the podcast world the trades podcast uh, following and uh, let everybody know who you are
2: yeah, um, thanks for having me here first. Uh, it's an honor to be invited to come onto the podcast. Um, I, uh, my name's John Ray. Um, I started my company Paint Green here in San Diego. Uh, was it 16 years ago, um, back in 2006. Uh, so coming up on my 16th anniversary, actually, in about a month or two, um, we do residential painting, interiors, exteriors, cabinetry. And um, you know it's been uh, a roller coaster ride running the business uh, from when I started to where we are now. Um, I think the biggest high most recently is just uh, that a good friend of mine, John Peak, uh, who started Peak Brothers Painting, uh, he asked me if I would consider uh, taking over his business so uh, he could retire. So we looked at everything and it made a lot of sense to merge the two companies together. So about uh, four months ago now, we uh, I. I officially purchased peak brothers from John and uh, we've merged the two companies and it's been, been going fantastic ever since.
1: Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah congratulations. We Thank did you. have John peak on the podcast a year or so ago. Um, great business. So congratulations. And I was just on a uh, job site a few months ago and one of your uh, estimators, James came out and that's like,
0: yeah, what he told that? me. I was sitting <laughs> there
1: looking at his uh, jacket. And it's like, Wait a second! I recognize all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. No, for for those that don't see it right now, um, you know, John's got the uh, Paint Brothers, Paint Green, all uh, the Peak Brothers, all over his jacket right now. The representing correctly, and uh, we'll be recording this show. Also, it's going to be on YouTube. Uh, so we got to you got to show it off to the camera right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we decided
2: to uh, merge the two logos together for yeah. a while because both brands have a lot of value, and I didn't want to lose the brand recognition of either one of them so yeah we're going to keep the two together for you know a year or so and then we'll probably start kind of merging towards uh either one or the other to 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 be determined
1: yeah, and get some uh customers uh feedback on what they like with what, what's recognizable yeah. yeah yeah market survey chance to remarket your company as you're doing that
0: too right right yeah yeah, yeah. that's amazing no and, and uh you know just Kind of rolling back to your history within the paint industry, um, I saw that, you know, through your website, I was just, and talking with you a little bit, you know, how you started 16 years in the, in the industry, right?
2: Here in San Diego, in and San then Diego. five years up in Seattle area, and a couple of years in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay.
0: So w- what was that process like, you know, how you jumped into that, how you found it, uh, or how it found you in that sense? You know, I can imagine whether if you were going to college or just trying to, you know, get uh, just find a good job, get get some money in your pocket, and kind of how how it came to where it's at?
2: Yeah, so uh, back in college in Seattle area, um, I found uh, this company called College Pro Painters, which is uh, no longer in business. Uh, But they basically hired students to run their franchises, and they would teach us how to run a business, taught us uh, very little about painting, actually, but mostly all about how to run a business. Uh, And so that's kind of where I got my feet wet in the painting world. But um, uh, it wasn't until I went to Phoenix, Arizona, um, where I actually learned how to re- like really paint and become a craftsman. So in Phoenix, I um, you know did all of my own work, um, whereas in Seattle, when I was running the franchise, I was more doing the estimating and kind of like setting up the crews, which was a hard position with not having a lot of experience in the trades and not really knowing what I was bidding on or how it was going to go when I was bidding on it. So when I went to Phoenix and got the, the hands-on experience, um, you know, that's where I really learned uh, um, all of the different variables that go into how to create a good bid and how to um, really make a customer happy. So then when, I, um, when the big recession in 2007, 2008 happened, I moved here to San Diego. And, uh, I started my company like paint green right in the middle of this big economic downturn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started at first just painting on my own again, getting the experience, learning how to paint houses and do the proper prep and, uh, the masking and how to use a sprayer and all of this. So, uh, uh, over the course of the next, uh, well, 16 years to where we are today. Um, you know, I just slowly built the company up uh, a couple people at a time. I'd, Hire somebody to help me. So then it was two of us out working on the jobs. Then I hired another one, and then, uh, and then I hired another crew, and you know that allowed me to step out of the field and um, stop doing you know the the actual uh, labor myself and be focused more on marketing and building up the company. Um, and you know built things up actually pretty explosively. Um, we at one point had about thirty five people in the company in two thousand and 13. Um, but I had no systems and I had uh, a terrible culture in the company and, uh, I just didn't have the, uh, the, the systems and processes and procedures that I needed in order to run a company of that size. So, uh, I was losing money. Uh, customers were not happy with me and everything.
1: You were probably working 60, 70 hours a week. Too. I was
2: working crazy. Yep, yep. Crazy amount of hours. Um, and uh, and so I decided just to, like, let everything go and uh, push the reset button. So I uh, uh, stopped all of my advertising. Um, I, I laid off a lot of the employees um, and kind of just hit the reset And spent a couple years, like, reading some business books and trying to figure out what the missing elements were in the business. Um, And then uh, slowly started over again in about 2016, 2017. um, Hired another person to um, start helping with the painting and then hired a crew and then hired a second crew, hired a third crew. Um, And then, uh, you know, this time I had a really good team built up around me of advisors. I had a business coach who um, had built a big company in Florida, and now he just helps other contractors figure out how to build their companies. Uh, I had a couple other uh, advisors and business coaches um, who have helped me along the way for the last few years. And, um, you know, now we're um, got about 26 employees in the company. Uh, We're running like eight or nine jobs um, at any given time. And uh, we have the systems and processes in place to make sure that the the quality of our um, output is really good. And customers are really happy. And, um, yeah, I mean, everything is going pretty well this time.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Very good. So the uh, culture that you had at Paint Green and the culture that was over at Peak Brothers, I'm really interested, John, how those merged or how you're merging them.
2: Well, it was a great situation because, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I had a terrible culture at Paint Green back in the 2010, 2011, 2012 range. Um, I I didn't even really know what that meant to have culture. (laughs) So, uh, of course, it wasn't, uh, you know, um, intentionally uh, uh, being something that I was looking after and trying to build. Um, once I learned about how important culture is in a business um, I've taken a lot of steps to build up a culture of having um, really good customer service and um, you know, providing excellent quality uh, making sure that we're safe on the job sites and uh, a culture of uh, taking um, extreme ownership of what we do and um, accountability um, and having fun and everything and these are all things that I've purposefully and intentionally cultivated in the company now, and then merging with uh, Peak Brothers, um, John already had a really strong culture going there, so there weren't a lot of um, hurdles. And uh, and you know it's still a process of merging the two, but um, it's uh, when you take one uh, high functioning, good quality culture and you combine it with another high functioning, good quality culture uh there's um uh actually even more benefits that come out of that because the two cultures can see uh what's better in the other and then adopt those uh different aspects and it's a one plus one equals three kind of situation when you're adding that
1: that's great to hear there's I've heard horror stories about you know two companies merging and you know it's us against them and uh, you know, what would the owner do that for and you know. It's all about me, but having some intentional uh, thought put into creating a culture in the previous business. And I know John did have a good culture, too. So, yeah, it's good to hear.
0: Yeah. No. And and, I mean, through what you had mentioned earlier, just about um, finding a good business coach, uh, you know, almost a mentor. Obviously, they act almost as both. Um, and you're able to kind of create those leadership skills for your employees you know to build up your culture because obviously your business coach can 't be there to see how everything is happening, but you 're able to learn from them and like you said the systems and processes that you 're able to put in uh How important was it for you to um have that business coach for you to uh to be where you 're at today right now
2: uh it was very important it was one of the most impactful things that I've done in my business is to hire a coach and have somebody be um, teaching me uh, the things that I couldn't see in my business. So, you know, it's been said um, that there's three realms of knowledge. There's the things that you know, there's the things that you don't know. And then there's the things that you don't know that you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's those things that you don't know that you don't know that are completely blind to you. Right. That having a coach or um, or a mentor can kind of point those things out to you and help fill in the gaps that um, that are holding you back from being, you know, all all of the successful uh, ha- having all of the successful attributes that you need to.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I mean, it, it goes to show with everything that you've you've built up to where it's where it's at today, and you know. I mean, you can probably be feel super confident in knowing that your culture is strong. Uh, obviously, you're growing, which is amazing. You know, um, you know, merging with Peak Brothers and putting in Paint Green everything all together. So, I mean, uh, can you give us a little story about um, your employees and how many employees you have right now, and um, what's uh, what, what what type of jobs are you guys working on?
2: Yeah, you know. Um it's it's really the credit goes to my employees for how awesome of a company we are right now cuz they're just great people who uh really take ownership of their work and their actions and uh they have passion and they love what they do um and so you know i've been uh really lucky to be able to find such great people um and uh and um so yeah. You know, there's certain things that I can do as a leader to sort of um, to show the way. But it takes those people who also want to um, have a workplace that's based on quality and integrity and to be like above the line. Um, and um, so it's it's definitely a combination of the both.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how many plays do you have right now?
2: Uh, 26 in the company.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And th- what's, what's what's you guys' major, major projects that you guys are looking to move towards in 2023? Or uh, what's the main uh, projects that you do work on? We do
2: mostly residential mm-hmm. painting. So interiors, exteriors, and cabinetry. Uh, we do a lot of fine home painting. Um, so I think that we offer an excellent value because we put a nine-year warranty on all of the work that we do, which is like triple, I think, what most paint contractors offer. Um, so in 2023, you know, we're working just on more of the same types of projects. Um, but my personal goals with the company, um, are to just, um, have smooth systems, um, and to work on really merging the two companies, um, and kind of wrinkle or iron out some of the, I wouldn't call them wrinkles, but, um, uh, you know, when you have two different uh, back ends of companies um, and then you join them together there's uh, certain ways that things have been done on one side versus other ways that they've been done on the other side so it's picking and choosing the best ways that they've been done on either side and then making that the new standard for how we go moving forward mm-hmm.
1: so. that really is a great point and a lot of opportunities there for you too John so you You've got your accounting. Both companies have an accounting process. Both companies have an estimating process, a pricing structure. Everything it's take to build a good company, both companies have right now. Yeah. So now you're able to pick the best of the two different processes.
2: And a lot of the things that I've chosen have been from the Peak Brothers side, (laughs) where John had a better way of doing something. And there's a certain amount of ego that is like, you know, um, you have to be in control of to not be like, well, my way is the best way. but. To really be able to step back and look at it and say, well, no, actually, that's a better way of doing it. We're going to start doing it that way.
1: That, that's a quality of a true leader is not having an ego. Right. A boss has an ego. Is is uh, John Peake still helping you out with consulting or doing anything with to, in this transition for you?
2: John has been amazing at helping with the transition. Yeah, he's uh, one of the highest integrity individuals that I know, and um, he's really... Uh, gone above and beyond to, to make this a great investment for me to really help with the transition of the two companies merging into one. And um, yeah, I can't say enough about uh, just how great he has been through the whole transition. And he is uh he did agree to stick around for a year. Um, and so he's helping with uh, introducing me to some of his clients and uh, managing some of the projects that he sold that we're still working on. Okay, And um just being there as a, uh, another set of eyes and ears and another brain to pick about you know the best way to do things. So he's been great.
1: And I talked to him a couple months ago, and he just seemed a lot more relaxed and happy with life. And, <laughs> good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I wanted for him. Yeah, so. yeah. He's, he's, he's at that stage. He's worked a long, uh, long hard career in the painting business. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he really was genuinely happy to uh, with his uh, pick uh, with you picking up the business from him, knowing that he's, you know, his legacy will live on Mm -hmm. for what he's built. So it was was really cool to hear that, John.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right on yeah sh- shout out to john peak uh we've had him on the trades podcast before uh if you want to go back and listen to that episode he really dove deep down into his history with how he started the business and you know established it here in san diego and um long history so i mean it's it's it, it, yeah it's great to sound hear that it's going into great hands and you know someone that's um you know obviously looking to grow it keep it going and Hopefully by next time we uh we, we see you we're gonna have double the employees and stuff too. You know I hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to ki- kind of keep it on track with the with the employee side of things right now too, um, you know, if you're hiring right now, what what type of what are you looking for in your hires? You know, what what is it that they would need or require to get into your space?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, you know. It's tempting to sometimes fall into the trap of hiring somebody just because they have the experience or maybe they say they have the skills that you need um, but it's always in my experience works out better to hire somebody who first demonstrates that they have good integrity um, and that they have a good job history if somebody has a long experience or a, a long a longevity of working at you know companies for like at least a year or longer then that shows that their boss probably was happy with their performance before. And also that they, you know, must've been happy doing what they were doing. So that's a good indicator of somebody who I would want to hire. Um, And uh, somebody who, you know, has passion um, and goals, somebody who knows what they're going to be working towards in the next couple of years, uh, because that kind of person uh, Will demonstrates to me that they know that they're on a path um, and trying to improve themselves, and you know those are the type of people that I want in my company. I don't want somebody who uh, is just painting because they got to pay their bills, because they're going to bring that kind of attitude um, with it. I want somebody who um, wants to become, you know, an expert refinisher, somebody who wants to open their own business someday. That's the kind of person I want to work with because they're going to be bringing their A game every day and trying to work towards that goal.
1: Absolutely. I know in the past, if I'm interviewing somebody somebody, and they tell me I want to be a contractor or a painter in five years and my goal is to learn X from you, working for you, and I'm going to do my best, I would much rather hear that than somebody Saying, yeah, we got a new baby on the way and, you know, I guess I got to go get a job, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever the story is. It's like, that's not a, a a reason to work here. Having goals and integrity on what your life is going to be about, I think, is much more important. Yeah. And uh, I know I'd much rather train, too, when I'm hiring. Um, what do you do for uh, training or onboarding when you, you do hire somebody, John?
2: Well, we're in the process of turning it into like a certification um, procedure uh, process um, where um, we will have a very de- defined list of skills that we want people to learn as they come on. And once they demonstrate those skills to one of our crew leads, then we have them checked Um, by another crew lead. And uh, those demonstration of those skills qualifies that person for like raises and uh, increases in responsibility. Um, And currently all of our training is done on the job and through the more experienced painter. So a crew lead is constantly training the new guys. Um, And uh, that works well because uh, on the job training And teaching somebody, like, on a real-life scenario um, adds a certain level of uh, uh, you have to get it right (laughs) to it. Um, And then, but we also are going to be adding, uh, like, classroom time where we'll have, you know, like, uh, we'll take a small bedroom or something and uh, we'll punch a couple of holes in it (laughs) and then have guys come in and learn how to do uh, drywall patches, you know, things like that. Uh, i'm i'm really uh lucky to have a couple of the guys on my team that i do because they've both been uh engaged with the PCA uh, the painting contractors association in developing their training curriculum so i'm going to be working with uh my employees to develop our own like s- system of uh videos and formal training
1: fantastic That's good to hear yeah
0: Talk about a little bit about the PCA. That's, that's, I don't think that's something that we've ever had anybody talk about a little bit more.
2: Um, so I'm a new member of the PCA. Um, I've heard about them a lot in the past. Uh, never uh, joined until recently. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a paint contractors association, so they have a lot of different benefits for uh, paint business owners. Mm-hmm. And um, just next week actually is the PCA Expo, which is like the annual convention. So I'm going to go out there, and they have a bunch of uh, presenters to teach about all the different aspects of how to run a successful painting company. And um, and then they have, like, their whole training program. They have a set of videos. They set out the standards for what uh, a, um, how a finished product should look. Uh, so, like, for example, um, when you're painting a bedroom, they talk about, like, um, the level of finish the how smooth the drywall should be uh what different textures should look like um uh, how how long it should take to paint um you know a wall a square footage rate stuff like that Mm -hmm. so they uh they just add like a level of national standards to the paint industry that and i've gotten a lot of value out of being a member just in the last few months i should have been a member a long time ago
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh I mean that it, it brings a lot of value to to you, your your employees, anybody that might go along with you, uh, to kind of see what is new in the industry, learning more, um, give you more purpose to kind of keep pushing forward, and you know for new innovative innovative ways to for techniques for uh, products and all that. So I mean, yeah, uh, I can only imagine how uh, how much more. You know, motivating it is to go to those events. I know that Jeff and I—we've been going to uh, a handful like the IBS show out in Vegas. Uh, you know, y- when you're out there in those environments, you really do get to get a feel for um, a good way of you know seeing w- what other people might be doing in the industry, what things that you can start implementing on your side of things too. Yeah. Um, you know, have you have you really seen a big uh, uh another set of like purpose and uh, fulfillment uh, uh, of through that? Like uh, by going to these shows and checking these out?
2: Yeah, you know, and going to uh like the PCA Expo, which mm-hmm. is next week. Um, I've been invited to several different uh breakout groups and different sessions going on um that I'm really excited to learn from like, you know, it's uh, it'll like I was talking about earlier. Like um, I think that I'm going to be exposed to a lot of things that I didn't know that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And by going out and listening to some of these coaches and other successful um, paint business owners, um, I'm going to learn how they do the things that they do and hopefully bring back some great ideas and ways to implement things in my own business. Yeah
1: yeah a- absolutely is- yeah if you walk down the street to the uh local painting franchise and hit them up for advice, you're a competitor right. But when you go to the the expos um, everybody has more of a camaraderie um from different parts of the country, and you're not competitors so much anymore, yeah, and you're um able to give out the things you've learned and You know, learn from other uh, contractors doing the same thing and have the same challenges you have. So, yeah, totally, totally recommend it.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to learn from some of these other people, and and hopefully there's one or two things that I might be able to share with them that they can take home too.
1: Absolutely, and you you build some friendships and uh, resources that you can call on during the year. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and it's always resourceful. You know, it's always resourceful to, you know, go to those because um, you might find – systems for the back end, things that might not be on the physical side of things, you know, more for the website, more for administrative side, you know, that really do are are focused for painting contractors or painting companies, um, which is pretty similar to uh, Sage IT. Uh, Sage IT is uh, something that, Jeff, um, you can talk a little bit more about. So
1: so the Trades Podcast has our first sponsor. So I want to tell you about Sage IT Systems. I've personally met with Judy who gave me a behind-the-scenes tour of how their processes work to help out all their clients. Uh, They have been helping my construction company for a couple years with all the challenges of COVID and uh, taking the staff remote. The support they have given the Trades Podcast is fantastic. And if you need your IT systems reviewed, please reach out to Judy. Her number is 619-743-5870. And they do have the ability to help anybody uh, across the United States. They are a remote company, yeah. Sage IT Systems.
0: Yeah, shout out to Judy, Sage IT Systems, um, right there. De- make sure to follow follow up with them, and if you're looking for some uh, help on your IT systems. Uh, but for 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 us to get get back with you, John, um, one thing obviously with the with the years that you've been in the industry, is being able to see the difference of uh, of quality of work the time that it takes to you know go into all this and also have a life outside of it how important is that balance for you of like a work life to the work life balance and how do you how do you measure that for yourself and uh you know making sure you have time for yourself
2: yeah work life balance is really important right i mean um the purpose of working is so that i can live a happy life <laughs> um and what's great about owning a business in the trades industry is that I have a lot of flexibility with my calendar. So if I need to do something during normal business hours, then, you know, I can build that into my calendar. And, um, so it's, it's great to have that flexibility, but then, uh, also, uh, you know, working, uh, in the trades, um, as a technician, you know, like my painters, um, they're able to put in their eight hour day um, and then go home and not have to take their work home with them. Um, They can leave it all on the job site. So there's good work life balance there. And a lot, you know, we offer a lot of things to our employees like um, paid time off and uh, paid holidays. Uh, We have, I think it's 15 days a year of paid time off. Uh, so we try to make sure that our employees all have that good balance as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've noticed too for um, guys in the construction field, how long does a typical uh, paint job last on a interior project or an exterior project, John?
2: Well, we put a nine-year warranty on our exterior projects. Well, interior as well. Um, the exteriors we expect to last anywhere from like 12 to 15 years. And interior really just depends on trends and if the customer wants to change colors and freshen things up. And um, so, you know, interior paint jobs should last indefinitely if you're using a good quality paint.
1: Fantastic. That's uh, sounds like a fantastic warranty. Stand behind your work. It's having a good, reputable company to stand behind it is also very important. But for the crew guys, they're on a job site, exterior, it's all about prep work, um, cleanup, different processes. So three, five days, two weeks for a project for an exterior?
2: Yeah, typically it'll take about a week, maybe two weeks. Really large jobs would be three or four weeks of work. But about one week is average turnaround for starting a job to finishing it.
1: So for... uh, a guy out there shows up to a job site gets introduced to the homeowner you know goes through the different stages of the systems you have for completing the job being there a week or two is really a good balance also for somebody with their psyche There, if it's a great view they get to take uh, their lunch breaks see the view yeah get done in the you know the afternoon and drive down to the beach if they're in the beach areas and uh, hit the waves yep. for an hour or something. Um, but they're not stuck in a job for months at a time. Right, It gets too redundant for them.
2: Yeah. I like to know what motivates my employees. So I ask them from time to time, what's your favorite part of the job? What do you okay. like most about painting? And what most of them tell me is the end of the job. When they're finished <laughs> and they get to look at this beautiful house that they just re, you know rehabbed and, um, and, uh, have a happy customer, you know, when the customer comes up and says, oh, this looks great. The house is beautiful. Thank you so much. That really makes you feel good about Absolutely. the work that you did for the last week or two weeks. And it makes it all worth it because, um, it's one of my beliefs that, um, the way, uh, a, a way to be happy in life is to do good work for, um, you know, for a good purpose, and to build relationships. Nobody is on their deathbed wishing that they had wasted a little bit more time working away down at the office or something. It's all about building relationships and, um, and making good connections with the people around you. And uh, working hard towards those relationships and working hard towards helping your, your fellow humans um, is like the gasoline in your engine that uh, gets you to... Uh, to drive you forward towards that goal of, um, you know, solid relationships and helping people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the the sense of accomplishment, the sense of pride that you've built into the culture of your uh, company that's a driving force. Danny experiences the same thing when he does uh, DJ events, you know, getting yeah. the thank you and the hugs from the, the clients when he's done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Those are meaningful moments in life. Yeah. You know, and to be able to take that home and be part of who you are as whatever you do in life is super important.
2: It's nice to get that check at the end of a job, but it's even better. And the real reason to do it is to get that heartfelt thank you from the customer.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, that sense
0: of ful- fulfillment really just, it totally goes a long way, you know, past that paycheck for sure. Um, because, you know, you know how much hard work you put into it. And, you know, that recognition is. Uh, it's important. I think it's human nature for us to feel that way. And uh, I think it's, I think that's amazing to hear those stories from, from your employees, you know, to, to know that they, that's, that's how they feel and that's how they should feel, you know, and you know, how motivating it is for them to go on to the next job and do it again. So that's super cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love that my employees are motivated by that and I do all I can to support them and make it so that they can get those, those heartfelt thank yous from our clients.
1: Mm
0: Nice. 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 Yeah. I mean, before we uh, close everything up here today, uh, was there anything that you wanted to kind of, um, you know, spread out there to the world for any young adults looking to get into the paint industry, uh, even possibly work with you? Uh, what's, what's your sense of advice for anybody that's looking to jump into it?
2: Uh, I mean, taking a career path in the trades is a great way to go. Um, you get a real sense of satisfaction out of building something with your hands. And um, and having that direct connection between your physical labor and a happy client um, is something that you just don't really get in a lot of other industries. Um, and another great aspect of working in the trades is that it's healthy. You're on your feet, you're moving. Um, you are living this active lifestyle and it's, you're getting paid to do it. you know you're a lot of office jobs, you're um, you know, you're paid to sit there and to type on a computer and everything, and not to bash that or anything, but it's a different uh, kind of lifestyle. You're, it's much more sedentary. And um, so, just, you know, you get a lot of satisfaction from the trades. You get, um, you know, a healthy lifestyle out of it. And the pay can be great as well. You know, you start out where you start, um, but as you become more skilled and learn, uh, some of the finer points of whatever trade it might be, um, you know, the pay really gets up there pretty pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, it does not take four years of uh, college to go out and make an impact as a painter. Um, that's right. The the houses and the projects you're doing and your paycheck that's reflected on that. You can do it in a much shorter amount of time.
2: Yeah, you get paid to learn rather than having to Absolutely. pay somebody else to.
1: Yeah. But really, even in the painting industry, people think painting can be a very simple thing. But the education that I mean, you're experiencing as a business owner, you can take that through your whole career of learning how to be a better painter, more efficient painter, more technical painter, more uh, high uh, high rise painter. You know, right? Product painter. So there's so many different aspects in the painting industry that you can touch on. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And just about anybody could pick up a paintbrush and, you know, paint a wall or something. But to do it well and to do it quickly, that's a real skill. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of homeowners who start to paint their own house. And then they're like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't realize how, like, tough this would be or how many weekends this is going to take me. So, yeah. yeah, it's a real skill that you learn. It's, um, there's a, a lot of depth of knowledge that goes into to do any job in the trades well and quickly,
1: even yeah. even the drop cloth, are you using the right drop cloth in yeah. the right situation. Right, you know, I'm sure you've had some homeowners use the wrong drop cloth, and now the paint's on their carpet. Yep, because <laughs> <laughs> that leaked through. Yeah,
2: you know, we fix a lot of mistakes that homeowners have made on their yeah. own work.
1: So. What other what types of work do you, you mention? Drywall the holes that you have to patch, and prepping the walls. What else? Uh, uh, other type of works that you have to do in conjunction with the prep work or the paint jobs that you do, John?
2: Well, uh, interior projects. Um, there's a lot of caulking that gets done, a lot of texture matching, which is almost an art form. Um, there's not really like a straightforward formula to it. It takes a lot more of a, 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 a the right kind of touch and being able to imagine and see how it's going to turn out. Uh, so drywall patching and holes, um, uh, masking is a whole nother art form and a whole nother skill to, Learn how to properly apply tape so that when you when your paint gets up against it, it's not going to leak through. Um, how to properly mask things so that when you're spraying and your 3,000 PSI of pressure, air pressure is coming out of a gun, it's not going to blow away all of your masking and tape and plastic and everything.
1: Or, or float down the hallway.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, on the exteriors, uh, prep work is a really big thing. Learning how to properly prep a surface and, um, uh, you know, a lot of the same things as an interior, but uh, to an even deeper level of understanding that's needed to properly prep and properly mask. And you want to make sure you don't get overspray on the neighbor's car, you know, things like that, to understand how wind currents are going to pick up your paint overspray and spread it. Um, to how to deal with uh, lead-based paint and how to properly uh, mitigate any sort of environmental, um, issues that might arise with that. And, you know, and then other aspects as well, like customer service, how to understand that, um, a customer has a child who needs a nap time. So work on a different side of the house when that child is napping with customers that have pets and, um, how to get along on a team. You know, you're a part of a team of like three or four other painters and, uh, how to, respect the other people, how to show leadership, you know, like there's so many different levels of uh, experience that you can gain and expertise that you can cultivate in, in any, any one of the trades, especially painting.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No,
0: that's huge. That's huge. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been great to really sit down with you, talk with you all about um, paint green Uh, your new acquisition of Peak Brothers, which is amazing. Again, congratulations on that. Thank you. That's huge. And um, uh, if anybody's, obviously, I know like you mentioned earlier for, you know, that are looking uh, to jump into the industry, you're looking for someone that has integrity, someone that's driven, and someone that um, not necessarily has to have all the experience in the world but uh, knows what they want to do with their life and has goals and wants to be, um, a part of something bigger than um, you know than than themselves, I guess you know because what they're doing is do you guys are going out to uh, you know people's homes that they are going to plan on keeping f- hopefully forever or however long that they have, and with the quality that you guys are providing, eight year warranties, which is a little further than, nine uh, nine years nine nine don't, years don't come me short yeah <laughs> <laughs> nine years nine <laughs> years of the warranty you know it 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 goes to show of how much quality that you guys are putting into the work that you're doing and. Um, you know, that's expected out, out of your employees and out of your company too. So uh, we pride you off of that. It's super cool to sit down with you. And if anybody's looking to get hired or get some more information about you, the company, and uh, the future that you guys are moving into, um, uh, let them know. How, how can we reach out to you? Uh, best way to do that would be through
2: joinpaintgreen.com. And that's a website we set up that just has the um, application for a job. Great. So you enter the information there and then we'll contact once we're ready to
0: talk. Amazing. Awesome. And again, uh, everybody that's listening in, you'll be able to catch this episode on all platforms on your podcast needs all over from Apple, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon, Google. So make sure to go check this out, share with everybody uh, and subscribe with us over on our Instagram as well. It's the trades podcast. And do you guys have an Instagram that you guys want to you know kind of throw out there or social media?
2: Yeah, uh, it's at Paint Green, P A I N T G R E E N. Awesome. Um, and Facebook as well, We're under Paint Green. So yeah.
0: Perfect. Yeah, there's great ways to get you know a little bit more information about what the projects that they're working on and what they do. And uh, it's been a, it's been a, been a, a huge pleasure. Thanks again for coming on.
1: Yes, thank you, John.
0: Yeah, thanks guys. It's been fun here being here.
1: Yeah, thank you.